I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays wherever you may be around the country or around the world. We are here to hang with you and have a fantastic time over the next three hours. Lots to dive into. Uh, Buck, in particular, the testimony yesterday from the IRS whistleblowers almost completely buried in left-wing media. And you might wonder, why is that significant? Because over half of Democrats still believe that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation and that it's not real. And a big part of that is because they don't cover actual factual hearings under oath Buried on, I believe, page 16 of the New York Times, not on the CNN website at all. MSNBC elected not to cover it. By and large, if you are someone who doesn't watch Fox News or you're someone who doesn't listen to Clay and Buck, there's a huge segment of the American population that has no clue about what's been going on with the Hunter Biden crime family. And I think that's by design. And Buck, right off the top, I I, I want to share this story because... I think I don't know how much attention it's going to get, but I think it should be massively important. And I, I'm citing here the um, the House Oversight Committee, uh, the the Weaponization Committee. Uh, they have uh, shared a letter that they sent to Christopher Ray today, and they now have an FBI employee testifying under oath that the FBI knew the Hunter Biden laptop was real, and they declined to tell the social media companies that it was real. And so someone made that decision. And there actually is testimony here uh, that I think is really interesting associated with this buck uh, where, um, where they say, I don't know exactly who made this decision. 
uh, not to notify all of these social media companies that the Hunter Biden laptop was, in fact, real. And this is probably the number one question, Buck. If I, if I, if we had Christopher Ray on this show, there are a lot of questions that I would love to be able to ask him on this program, love to be able to ask him in general. But to me, the number one story, because the FBI claims that they were, they were working in concert with social media companies to try and ensure that there was no misinformation, uh, uh, uh surrounding the 2020 election. And that's why they were having all these briefings with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. But in reality, they allowed the most significant and effective misinformation tool in modern political history, that letter by the 51 agents. They allowed that to be put out, and they knew it was 100% false. Do you so want me to ordered the code red? Yeah, I was going to say, you want me to put on my bureaucrat hat here and tell you yeah, how this do all you goes think down? ordered the code red there? This is... There's, there's, first of all, there's no, there's not one person. It's always by committee, and that's on purpose. It's always a room full of people that work at these places who make these determinations. It's not one person, even if it's the very top of the organization. Let's say the FBI director in this case, he'd have, I don't know, FBI hierarchy that well. I know the CIA hierarchy better, but he'd have, you know, his deputy director, and he'd have some assistant directors and a legal aide or legal advisor or whatever. And they would sit around that they would make a determination about something like this. They would do it without doing it over email. They wouldn't text each other about it. They would make sure there's no, if they're smart, that's always an if, they'd make sure there's no electronic record. How will they justify this in front of Congress? And and this is why, uh, you know, it's so frustrating, Clay, because I I think back to, and I know I bring this up and people say, what's why is this similar? The whole point of what happened with uh, the cover-up of Benghazi was they had to keep it quiet and lie about it until after the election because they knew if Obama got reelected, nothing was going to happen. That's why I remember Candy Crowley, you know, basically threw yeah. a metaphorical block like on a football field for Obama when Mitt Romney, crazy as it is, was pinning him down on did you say that this was a terrorist attack. And, and you know, Candy Crowley of CNN got in there. She said, oh, sir, he actually did say it. And you know, the whole thing. And the media all lied about that, Clay. And the establishment lied about it. They knew the lie couldn't hold. But the point was just keep it from having political consequences until we're in charge. And then it becomes, what are you going to do about it? Because that's what we saw in the Benghazi hearings. Oh, my gosh, look at all the incompetence. Look at the cover-up. Look at... And we had members of Congress pounding the table and saying, oh, my gosh, Hillary Clinton, this is terrible. Secretary of State didn't lose, you know, didn't lose her job, got to run for president afterwards. Barack Obama continued. The problem here with the system is everything that we are now looking at, everything that we are uncovering. I'm not saying it's not worthwhile to get the truth. It's always worthwhile to get the truth. But we have to gauge what we think realistically the consequences will be. Right. Yeah. Nothing is going to happen. To anybody in the FBI, based on any of these whistleblowers, while Joe Biden is president, take it to the bank, everybody. Nothing will happen to any of them. No one's getting fired. No one's... Now, I know you know this, Clay, but this is where we get into, if we want to deal with these problems, we have to win, which I know is the whole point of your book, and that's what, you know, yep. that's the, we have to win, because merely pointing at them with these congressional hearings... Again, not that we shouldn't do them, but I'm just gauging the expectations or perhaps lowering expectations. 
and saying, you guys, you were so unfair in the FBI. It's almost like you wanted Joe Biden to win the election three years ago, which they did, right? So, we're, you know, everything you and I talk about here, all of the data, all of the facts back this up. But then we get to then this is why I asked Jim Jordan yesterday. I'm like, so what actually happens here? What actually comes of any of this? And I, I say it just because I think it has to be a point of motivation for if you're a Trump person or you're a Vivek or you're DeSantis or whomever, you need your guy to win. Or Nikki Haley, gal, you need a Republican to win because otherwise it just turns into what are you going to do about it? Yeah, we yeah. cheated to help Biden win. And that is just the the baseline, uncomfortable, enraging reality of this. They look at us now and they say, yeah, that's right. Of course we suppress this to help Joe Biden. Remember the line? What was the Harry Reid line, Clay, with uh, Mitt Romney's taxes? Just made up a total lie about Mitt yeah. Romney's taxes. And when he was asked about it, Harry Reid said he didn't win, did he? That's how the Demo- – that's actually the most important thing Harry Reid ever said about politics, that one line, because that's the mentality. It's the mentality of the deep state operatives in the Democrat Party, and I think that's what we see with all these whistleblowers. Here is the testimony that I wanted to hit in particular – because I do think there is a value in having it on the record under oath because it's harder to be able to say, oh, this is all just misinformation. This is all, uh, this is all conspiracy theory. Somebody from Twitter, this is right after the, uh, Hunter Biden New York Post story came out. Somebody from Twitter on a call with the FBI, uh, essentially asked whether the laptop was real. And one of the FBI folks who was on the call did confirm that. Yes, it was. Before another participant jumped in and said, no further comment. And so no comment became the FBI standard as they were talking to all of these, all these tech companies. But I, I do think it goes to the essence here, Buck, which is, and this is what I would like. And you're right. It's super frustrating to know all of this. And also see that there are no consequences for it. And even worse, I would say, Buck, than no consequences is the consequences are actually on the side that didn't do the wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're trying to censor the side that actually has been telling more of the truth. And they're trying to do it in the name of misinformation, which is such a deceitful act that it is incredibly infuriating. But having it on the record that the FBI... 100% knew the laptop was real, that they chose not to comment on it. There is no way to justify that. I've never really seen Christopher Ray get grilled on this because if you truly care about trying to clean up misinformation, the FBI aided and abetted the most successful misinformation campaign in probably modern American political history. What the Oversight Committee here on weaponization is doing is a necessary step. I'm not saying it's a it's a waste of time. To your point, getting them on the record and getting the facts yeah. on the record under oath is critical so that going forward, at least when we talk about this, there's a better chance. Still a lot of people aren't going to believe it, as you know. They, there are a lot of people who still think the uh, laptop is Russian disinformation or, or whatever. But the way this has meaning or impact, the way that this has consequences is by showing people just how grotesquely partisan the upper reaches of the FBI and the intelligence community were in 2020, you may be able to convince enough people who are persuadable to put power in the hands 
of Republicans and a Republican, particularly in the presidency, who will do something about it. Because other than that, nothing's happening, right? That's that's just the key recognition I think we all have to have. It raises the stakes. It's not a call to, oh, what are we going to do? It's, guys, I can assure anybody of this. You think there's going to be any consequence? If Biden gets reelected or whatever, you know, Kamala, Biden, I mean, some who knows how this is all going to play out. But if the Biden regime in some form limps across the finish line here to 2024, there'll be no consequences, political or otherwise, for any of this. You know, that that's what that's what I mean. It's it's a this is why it's so important to focus on this, because what they did in 2020, it's so egregious to, to your point a second ago. You know, just shut just shut it down. They're getting all this disinformation. They're grabbing people forget this. Comey, as much as he was trying to be the center of the stage in 2016, and he stood in front of everybody and said, I mean, just a quick review here, everyone. The attorney general did some weird meeting on a private plane with the wife of the Democrat frontrunner and nominee, Hillary Clinton, sat down with Bill Clinton and said that they talked about their grandchildren on a private plane and excused their security details for that conversation. Yeah, No one believes that, right? But then James Comey comes forward and says, Nobody would prosecute. Well, that's not true. A lot of prosecutors came forward and said they would prosecute. But even Comey, a few weeks after that, I think he just wanted some attention. Remember, he had that quick announcement of, we're reopening into the Hillary yeah. laptop. And everyone said, huh? Because it's really Comeyism. It's, he was more obsessed with himself than anything else. Um, the FBI, in this case, was just doing the opposite, which was burying. The first time around, they were saying, if we don't tell everybody about this, it'll look like we're being partisans. This time around is, we can't tell anybody about this because it'll look like we're being partisans. Somehow it always benefits Democrats. It is, it is interesting the way this story has played out. And I do wonder if, on the historical record, to your point, if Biden wins in 24, there are no consequences, right? Uh, or if uh, Biden steps down and another Democrat wins, there there will be no consequences. This whole story will just kind of vanish. I am really fascinated to know how this entire era's story will be covered in history and i'll ask you this too clay put yourself in the mindset of the what was it 51 i forget the number now 51 people yeah, 51. who signed 51 do you think a single one of them re- regrets doing it i'm not saying is annoyed they've gotten heat from people like you and me do you think any of them regret what they did at that point in time no, because they, to your point with uh, with Harry Reid, they got the result that they wanted. Exactly. And, they would and do it again. They would do it again. But I do think, I mean, to me, the staggering part here, Buck, is just how well it worked and how well it still worked because a majority of Democrat voters still believe that the Hunter Biden laptop is Russian disinformation. How deep into uh, the Trump... The Trump administration, did they believe that uh, Russia hacked into voting machines? There were Democrats who believed that Russia, it was huge numbers. And it was like three years into the Trump presidency, they were still saying this stuff. It was crazy. Yeah, Uh, but I do think this story, under oath, FBI agent saying, yes, we knew the Hunter Biden laptop was real. That's the first time I can remember seeing an FBI agent uh, under oath say that and then telling the story that they officially decided that their policy was going to be no comment on whether that laptop was real, which meant they allowed, which meant they allowed the Biden administration to lie about this when they knew that the lie was going on, which directly resulted, I really do believe, 
in Joe Biden's election. Strip everything else that was going on away. If the Hunter Biden laptop is revealed to be accurate and real, I don't think that Joe Biden would be president of the United States right now. They definitely rigged the election, the FBI did, for Biden just by not telling the truth about this story. Companies like Pure Talk make smart decisions looking out for their customers old and new. They've upgraded their service this summer without charging anyone for it just by providing better value. Pure Talk added data to every plan and is now including a mobile hotspot with each one, too. Switch to Pure Talk, get much more for the same low price of just 20 bucks a month. That's unlimited talk, text, now 50% more 5G data, plus mobile hotspot, just $20 a month. Pure Talk, veteran-owned and operated. They hire the world's best customer service people, all based here in the U.S., to help make the switch from your current cell phone carrier to theirs easy. Most families saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to make the switch to Pure Talk today, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to Pure Talk today. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. 
We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we got some big stuff coming down right now from the House Oversight Committee. They have released this. Um, this just breaking in the last, uh, well, this a- earlier this hour. And it is confidential human source reporting. So this is a, F- what is it, FD 1023. And there's a lot in here, but here's some of the, here's some of the most interesting stuff that we can look at. The confidential human source, uh, told Zlachevsky that any payments to the Bidens would complicate, complicate matters and Burisma should hire some normal U.S. oil and gas advisors because the Bidens, notice it's plural, have no experience with that business sector. Zlachevsky made some comment that although Hunter Biden was stupid and his dog was smarter, they needed to keep Hunter Biden on the board so everything would be okay. They both deal with Shokin's. Oh, here we go. They both, uh, CHS reiterated, there's a lot in here, folks, so I'm moving as we go. Zlachevsky was making a mistake and he should fire Hunter Biden and deal with Shokin's investigation directly so that the matter will remain an issue in Ukraine and not turn into some International matter. Zlachevsky responded to the effect of, don't worry, this thing will go away anyway. Hmm, why is that? Confidential human source replied that notwithstanding Shokin's investigation, it was still a bad decision for Burisma to spend 20 to $30 million to buy a U.S. business and that the source didn't want to be involved with the Biden matter. Zlachevsky responded that he appreciated advice, but it's too late to change the decision. And he understood this to mean that Zlachevsky had already paid the Bidens to deal with Shokin. Do we have the audio? I mentioned this yesterday. Do we have this, guys? We do. This was at the Council on Foreign Relations some years ago, and here is Joe Biden mouthing off about how when he was VP, he decided he had to get tough with a certain prosecutor. Play it. I went over the... 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to the press conference and said, no, nah, I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. Clay, if the corruption prosecutor, Shokin, isn't fired, 
you're not getting a billion U.S. dollars. The FBI, this didn't just come, this isn't like someone just called into a tip line years ago, had a confidential human source that they had vetted and trusted who said they paid the Bidens millions to do what? Fire the corruption prosecutor looking at Burisma. We just laid this out yesterday, and today this drops. I mean, it, it, it's smoking gun evidence. Right? Biden should I be mean, in a cell. Is what this Biden should be in a cell. Everybody. I mean, if we had a serious I mean, justice system, the guy would be in prison. Ten million dollars to force a prosecutor to get fired. He got paid, and then he refuses to give a billion dollars of American, your taxpayer dollars, to the uh, to the uh, Ukrainian interests. Unless they fire this prosecutor, I mean, this is this is treason. I, this is pretty clear evidence of bribery and treasonous behavior by Joe Biden. And let me just mention this, Buck. That recording is from what 2018. How much better does Biden sound speaking in 2018 than he does today? Leave aside the the bribery, the treason, everything else. From we just listen to him talk and tell that story in five years' time. He's gone from someone whose brain sounded like it worked fairly well. He doesn't sound at all like the Joe Biden who was talking in 2018 today. That That's what stood out beyond the fact that he's bragging about taking a bribe and, and getting uh, action undertaken by the government. And remember, this is what they impeached Donald Trump for asking about yep. on the phone call with Zelensky. So not only... Did Biden so far escape all consequences for, according to this, taking $10 million, $5 million to him, $5 million to, uh, to Hunter? They impeached Trump for asking about it. They didn't do anything to Biden. And Trump got impeached for asking about it and asking Ukraine to look into it. Now, I, I, the big question here for, I would love to have Bill Barr on with us right now. What did they do? Why is this not seriously investigated? When you have an allegation that a vice president, longtime serving senator, was taking millions of dollars in payments, there's a braggadocio quality to this uh, these allegations where the guy says, we wired it so many different ways, you'll never be able to track down all these dollars. I mean, that's that that that's part of the bragging associated with how these payments got there. And what did the FBI do with this information? Can I just point something out? That's money laundering. Of course. Which people go to prison for as a felony for many years. Hiding a bribe through money laundering. The laundering itself is an additional charge, and you are covering up another felony, which is the bribe in the first place in this case, or could be. Depends. When is it? Is Joe in office? What are the promises made? But even still, hiding it, via wire transfer yes. from the IRS is still money laundering. And so you look at this and you say, how much more clear could it actually be? You know what I'm saying? Like, what yeah. else? How much more smoke from the gun can we see before we can all agree that something happened here? Think about how seriously the FBI took small snippets of allegations about Russia collusion. Right, like just t- tiny little tips that obviously were not 
merited in any way, but they treated it like Donald Trump yeah. was the Manchurian candidate. Papa Do- Papadopoulos was sitting at a bar and said something based on internet chatter, which a lot of people were hearing at that time, and they opened a full-field FBI investigation Correct. and then went after Carter Page and opened up FISAs and went for multiple FISAs when they knew that what they were doing was wrong because they figured, well, we can knock Trump out with this. Lied in the warrants yeah. to be able to get the FISA warrants. And then when we tried to do something about the guy who lied in the warrant and prosecuted him, guess what a D.C. jury did, everybody? Not guilty. Because he was going after Trump. Important lesson there about D.C. criminal juries in anything involving Donald Trump, especially as we have the very high likelihood of J6 indictment against Trump dropping tomorrow or next week. But it's going to be days. It's going to be in a matter of days now. Could be tomorrow. And just think about this. In addition to this, this executive claims that he has 15 recordings discussing these payments with Hunter and two recordings discussing these payments with Joe. If those audio files exist, we're talking about smoking gun evidence because you just heard us play Biden bragging about getting a prosecutor fired. But if those 17 conversations exist, my goodness, I mean, I, I, I don't understand how Joe Biden isn't immediately uh, facing impeachment in the uh, in the House. Now, you can say, well, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to remove Joe Biden from office in the Senate. But again, yeah. tons of people don't know about these stories. We're telling you lots of people don't know. From 2013 to 20, uh, 2018, Hunter Biden and his firm earned over $10 million dollars um for legal advice for a foreign ukrainian company if and this looks pretty clear if that money was funneled to joe biden while he's vice president to demand the firing of a prosecutor a corruption prosecutor that is bright line crossed bribery stuff that and and then you add the money laundering everything else right i mean it's treason too to be doing the bidding of a foreign government in exchange for money wouldn't it be i, I need to look at i don't know the it's not it's not i mean treason is aid and comfort to the enemy in a time of war i don't think we consider ukraine it was not on not a war with them so legally it might be uh i don't think you get to that but it is a betrayal of is it a betrayal of the united states yes right i mean is it on an ethical level yeah uh, it's bribery it's a, it's a high crime and a, it's it's a high crime it's, it's a high crime and misdemeanor for damn sure. yes easily yes. yeah so yeah, but Joe Biden's going to be the nominee. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I'm still sticking to my. I'm still sticking to my script on nervous? this one. Are you getting nervous about him being the nominee? I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet my. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna bet the 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 farm on this one. If you know what I mean, I think the new place. And you're not gonna put the new place in Miami no, on I'm the line. Put the new apartment on on the line on this one. I think there could be some uh, interesting stuff. I still think it's going to be Biden to be clear, but I'm feeling a little shaky right now. Uh, look, uh, this just happened to me the other day. This happens a lot. Um, you get this weird text message, and it says, hey, uh, your UPS delivery could not be delivered to you. Just click this link. And you're like, oh, my gosh, maybe that's that really important thing that I just ordered. I've been waiting for it because, you know, we're all ordering a lot of things online. Don't click that link. I almost did it. I had to stop and think and look at it really closely. They changed a couple things. It's not really UPS. They changed the URL. It's scammers. The scammers out there are super sophisticated. They have almost nailed me in just the last few weeks with things like this. A lot of you have probably gotten these text messages. They're not just, you know, saying there's some prince and they need $20 million wired to them. No, that's too obvious now. 
Now they're getting slick. So who's watching out for you online? You need LifeLock by Norton because LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats that you might not spot on your own, right? And if you click on the wrong link and they get some of your data, which is the whole point when they're phishing like this, you at least have someone who's looking out to say, hey, hold on, an account's been opened up in your name because if you can stop the damage quickly, then you're fine. But if they run up a huge bill, all of a sudden you're stuck with some account taken out in your name, uh, any number of things. A house could be bought in your name with identity theft. You need LifeLock to, to have your back in this process. And if you do not just get a notification, but someone steals your identity, you need help. It can be a nightmare, but LifeLock has identity theft uh, restoration specialists who will work with you. I've worked with one myself because I've been a LifeLock customer for years. Somebody had spent, you know, spent up four figures pretending to be me with a cable company out there. It was a nightmare, but LifeLock fixed it for me. So that nightmare didn't last very long and only a couple of days. I got it taken care of. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can take action now to protect yourself and give yourself some peace of mind by having LifeLock, the best in the business at this, watching your back. Join LifeLock now. Save 25% off your first year when you use my name, Buck, as the promo code. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use promo code B-U-C-K. That's LifeLock.com, promo code B-U-C-K for 25% off or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Clay and Buck, 24-7. Subscribe today. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll into the third hour of the program. And uh, we are having a fabulous time. And we are joined now by the first guest of the day. And I've been told that her husband has spectacular taste in radio. I am a monster fan. We're talking Kim Strassel. She's got a new book, The Biden Malaise. How America Bounces Back from Joe Biden's Dismal Repeat of the Jimmy Carter Years. You are a, Kim, columnist and editorial board member of the Wall Street Journal. And I'm going to fangirl out here a little bit. I, I absolutely love the editorial pages of the Wall Street Journal. I, I, th- I, I've said this on the show before, uh, Kim. It, I think the two most trusting and important pages that are produced in American media every day are your editorials and then all the op-eds that you guys run. I always thought that. But the willingness that you all had to put out truthful analysis during COVID was so... I I felt a lot of times like I was uh, walking in a desert and every now and then would just get to drink from from an actual oasis because it was so rare. So thanks for all that you guys have done. Uh, Tell us about the book. Well, first of all, let me fanboy back to you. Um, I am a huge fan. And as I mentioned as well, every day my husband walks into my office and said, you want to know what Clay and Buck just said? So he is a, he is a fan. <laughs> Never That's misses awesome. it. Um, so the book is essentially a comparison of the Jimmy Carter and Joe Biden years. And it goes through the kind of eerie similarities between those two administrations separated by 44 years. And, and there's a lot, right? Inflation, high energy prices, uh, foreign policy debacles, uh, problems at the border, high crime, the list goes on. But the, the central premise of the book is that that comparison is fundamentally unfair to Jimmy Carter. Now tell us why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so in what way? Because people have been making <laughs> okay. that comparison for years. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, okay, so here's why it's unfair. I think it's both a question of what they inherited and also intent. So Jimmy Carter was dealt a much tougher hand, all right? We already had the great inflation raging around the globe. Uh, we'd had a world oil shock. We had the Cold War. Uh, he inherited high crime rates. Uh, this is in stark contrast to Joe Biden, who was dealt a pretty awesome hand, yet an economy that was just about to round the corner and come blaring and blasting out of COVID. Uh, we had just a couple of years prior to his taking office become a net exporter of fossil fuels. Um, crime was not necessarily an issue at that time. Uh, the border uh, certainly doesn't look anything like it does now. Um, and so my argument being is that he took a good situation and managed to des destroy it, essentially. Um, but the other argument is that um, is intent in that Jimmy Carter, the, the rap on him, he had a bad he inherited a bad situation, but he was well-meaning. He was just incompetent and he was engulfed by a series of crises. He fundamentally, this was not a guy, though, who wanted bad things to happen in the country or who wanted to turn us into a European style social welfare state. Um, that's in contrast, I think, to Joe Biden, who's been very deliberate in these policies in the spending for uh, in new entitlement programs uh, in this climate agenda, which is really squelching uh, our domestic industry. Um, and these are all being done for ideological goals, even though they're causing real economic harm. Hey, Cam, it's Buck. Thanks for being with us. Uh, the book that Kim Strassel has is The Biden Malaise, which is just out. Everyone should check it out. Um, Kim, something we talk about often here is, are the Democrats all in, when push comes to shove, are they all in on Biden 2.0 at 80-something years of age? Or do you think, uh, you've written a book on this, you've looked deep into all things Biden do you think that there is either a threshold that they could pass in the next six months or have they already passed it where they really are scrambling to come up with some kind of a plan B? 50-50. I think there's a 50-50 chance somebody gets in still to challenge them. Look, one thing I've always given Democrats, they have a lot more discipline than Republicans do. They're far more unified. That's a good thing and a bad thing in my mind. Uh, better for them on politics, probably not better for the country uh, in terms of policy. But, you know, they have decided that they're going to stick with their horse. They're not going to abandon them. But it's very difficult. I do not see how you could be a Democrat looking at at the at the wrecking ball that is becoming the, the White House and this president and his performance and not be very, very nervous. Um, and I think that's why you say, I mean, look, Gavin Newsom essentially ha is a is a presidential candidate in waiting. He's all but out there on a campaign. He's just waiting. Um, I think it's going to if we have some sort of crisis in the White House, if he has some sort of health scare, if there's some moment of like really bad, uh, a bad call that really reflects badly and the polls go even lower, that might be the moment. Kim, I said that I super trust everything that you guys do at the Wall Street Journal. And and I'm curious how you would assess um, other, other coverage that you see. And Buck and I talk a lot about one of the biggest, and this goes for our show too, but certainly any media entity, one of the biggest decisions, maybe the biggest decision, is what do you cover? And then when you cover something, how do you feature it? How do you help distribute it so that people become aware of it? We were talking earlier in the show about the IRS whistleblowers uh, and their report. I actually looked because I'm old, old man still. Uh, I like to get the newspaper. Uh, I believe the New York Times buried it bottom of page 16. One reason I like the physical newspaper is it allows you to see editorial judgment. I think the Wall Street Journal had it on page 4 or page 5. 
Do you think when you see the way that the New York Times and the Washington Post, I used to read those newspapers all the time. I went to school in D.C. They were left-leaning, but there wasn't a willful blindness in the way that they covered things, it doesn't seem to me, 20 years ago. Is that a business imperative? Is it an editorial imperative? What do you think has happened to those two newspapers? I think that the Wall Street Journal has not fallen victim to I'm just curious with you as an inside view how you would assess it. I would assess it as an abdication of editorial leadership. Look, if you look around at the media, and I've been in this industry a long time, you guys have, there's always been a left-leaning stance. Uh, Journalism tends to attract left-leaning, save-the-world, do-gooder types. Um, They often come out of the same environments, the same universities. Um, But we always relied on an older generation of editors to kind of knock that out of them and preserve the tradition of newspapers trying to come across as nonpartisan and trying to cover the news fair and equally and put the right emphasis on the right topics. Um, those editors have either left or they have been cowed by an increasingly progressive liberal staff that have come in. Um, and it, this was aided by Donald Trump's election because yeah. they essentially told themselves, hey, Uh, We are now morally entitled to get to be biased because we're doing good for the country by trying to stop a supposed budding authoritarian. They told themselves this, and it's now become mantra in these newspapers. They really, truly believe that they are practicing journalism instead of just pure advocacy, which is what's happening now. Kim, you think that there's any chance at all that, um, I mean, going forward here, we're we're seeing – Multiple federal criminal trials, or at least, well, one federal already and soon to be announced probably another one, a New York City criminal trial, all these things against Trump. Is there any chance in your mind that some of the, the independents, some of the, the swing voters and, and that middle tranche of, of the country ideologically is going to realize how crazy that actually is? I feel like they've been fed a lot of January 6th and Trump and it's all so awful, but we're going into this period where there's going to be at least, I think, four, if not five, prosecutions, whether civil all the way up to federal criminal, of Donald Trump in an election year where he's the top nominee based on polling right now. Yeah, it's really shocking. And, you know, I think that one of the reasons that this narrative has taken hold, again, it goes back to the media, which for the past six years has been normalizing radical behavior. Right. I mean, we constantly get told that it was Donald Trump who broke norms and standards. It's nothing compared to what the Democrats have done on a daily basis since he took office. You know, now apparently impeachment is something that's just run of the mill. Now it's apparently okay for the Department of Justice to indict the former president of the United States on multiple occasions. Look, I'm, I'm really hopeful that there is a, a middle section of the country who understands the terrible precedents that are being set here. And, you know, part of this is going to come down to and what I think is the fatal flaw, Jack Smith. I have always argued if you're going to go down this road and do a first and indict a former president, you better have the most rock solid case ever. You better not be going out on a limb uh, with dubious legal theories and a, a case where you're still not sure you can get a jury to go. If you can't convince 90% of your country that you had a case that, that was so serious you need to take this step, that's where I think they could end up losing some people. And, you know, 
I think that's likely because if you look at what we're hearing, he's going to run these cases on. It doesn't look very solid to me. It looks like a lot of unexplored legal territory that, again, is going to be a first. Um, and I think it could be hard to convince people. All right. So you have drawn a lot of historical analogies between uh, Jimmy Carter and, and, and Joe Biden here. Jimmy Carter led to Ronald Reagan. Is there anybody that you see on the Republican side right now that you think could have Reagan-like qualities? And, and, and what I think is so fascinating about Jimmy Carter on the historical analogy is you can say that as Carter was elected because of Watergate and the fallout, I actually think Biden was elected primarily because of COVID. Um, and I, I think he would have lost if COVID doesn't happen. Leave aside everything else. I think Trump, the economy would have been great. I think Trump would have won comfortably in 20, but for COVID. What is the optimistic thing if you're going to build? Because I, I do think most people would say coming out of Jimmy Carter, the 80s and 90s were pretty fantastic uh, for most people in America, all the way up to 9-11 when we obviously had that national tragedy. But we had 20 years, an entire generation, where a lot of people who are listening to us right now, Buck, myself, uh, you, uh, your husband probably, grew up in the 80s and 90s and kind of thought America was awesome. And we just argued over who thought America was the best in our presidential elections instead of America's the awful, systemically racist, despot country that many Democrats seem to think it is today. Yeah, boy, I loved those years. Um, and I completely agree with everything you say. This is a big part of the book, pointing out what came after Jimmy Carter. Uh, and it wasn't just that Ronald Reagan managed to win that election with a message of hope, by the way, with a policy agenda that was way different than what Republicans had offered before, but was very solid in its own right. He didn't just win that election. He changed electoral politics, as you know, for a generation. And the reason this is so important is I do believe we're at a similar moment now. There is an enormous backlash, just like in the Carter years, to the policies that you've seen coming out of this White House. Uh, you've already seen some Democrat demographic shifts on the ground. Certain voters, in particular minorities, were becoming more and more disenchanted with Democratic policies. Um, what the Republican party needs at the moment, and I sure hope they realize this as they go to do their primary voting, is somebody who I think, A, has a really solid policy agenda more along the lines of Reaganism, because we know it works. Think about those great years you were talking about, um, but also is optimistic and wants to talk again about how great this country is and also wants to invite into the party those who feel alienated by the Democratic Party. And that means not necessarily in some of these huge cultural issues imposing litmus tests. The author is our friend Kim Strassel. The book is The Biden Malaise, How America Bounces Back from Joe Biden's Dismal Repeat of the Jimmy Carter Years, even though it is worse than the Jimmy Carter Years. Thank you so much, Kim. <laughs> great to have you with us. Thank Appreciate you, guys. It. Thank you. Have a great day. My friends, some organizations are worth fighting for. One of those is the Preborn Network of Clinics nationwide. This worthy 17-year-old nonprofit organization saves the lives of 200 unborn children a day on average. They do that by meeting and supporting pregnant mothers deciding between life or death for their unborn child, by earning their trust, offering support, and introducing them to the child they're carrying with ultrasound. So many mothers make the decision to choose life for that unborn baby. One ultrasound is just $28 to save a life. If you believe in what Preborn stands for and does each and every day for the unborn children in our world, please 
make a donation of any amount, whether it's $28 or more. You can do so with your cell phone. It's very easy. You just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Say baby or go online to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. The Truth Compass. Pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When those those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, no. we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this. That's, day. Day. that's we the didn't problem. Realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my god, we were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young, were kids, and, and so self-involved, egomaniacs, yeah. and <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them, and, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel the to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel the to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Welcome back, team. We're going to get into some of the RFK pushback that happened um, this morning on Capitol Hill. 
Um, it was very interesting, very interesting indeed. Uh, he's making more converts to RFK Jr. I, I always have to say the junior. You're going right? to be out doing push-ups with us soon, Buck. That's right. Give me, you know, just got to shave the chest, get out there to Venice <laughs> Beach, and just start, you know, working on those pecs and testosterone and some other things too. But still, still respect, uh, respect the pec. Um, so. Clay, you have a big announcement for everybody. I want to let you tell everybody what is going on. Yeah, so we all know that the uh, first Republican primary debate is going to be in Milwaukee on August 23rd. So that is uh, basically a month from now. I am going to be doing an event the night before that uh, in Milwaukee at the Pabst Theater. That's Tuesday, the 22nd of August at 8 o'clock. We have a monster audience in Milwaukee right now listening to us on 1130 WISN News Talk. We appreciate all of you. Uh, we are going to do, we're going to take over that theater and we're going to have an awesome time. You can get your tickets a bunch of different ways, but I just want Milwaukee, I want all of you to know, Pabst and Riverside box offices, over the phone, online, all of the info is up at clayandbuck.com. And right now, you got a pre-sale code of FREEDOM. Uh, only good for 24 hours to get your tickets. I am told that they are going to go very fast. I know, Buck, you've been up to Milwaukee. We have an absolute monster audience. We'll have a lot of fun. We'll be talking about the d- debate that will be taking place the next day. And you get a copy of my book that will be coming out on August 8th, American Playbook, as a part of the uh the festivities there being in the theater so it is fantastic it's going to be really fun again you get a copy of my book you get to come watch uh the the tickets are available right now go get them uh, all over the place paps riverside box office tuesday august 22nd at eight i promise we will have a really good time so we're going to be going to a bunch of different cities but this is going to be a big event the night before the debate and so Milwaukee, I hope uh, you guys will load up and uh, and fill up that theater, and we'll have an awesome time together. And uh, I can't wait. I've never been uh, to Milwaukee at all, so this will be my first trip uh, trip there. I bet we'll have Ali. I think they're working on it. Some fun special guests associated with that event too. Uh, again, it's the night before the big premier uh, Republican debate in the primary season. Is Trump going to show up? To it's a great that question. Debate? I I don't think he will. I don't think he will. And that's going to be interesting. You know, what does that mean for debate night, really? I think it means that Ron DeSantis is going to get ripped to shreds by everybody else because they're going to be going after the... Assuming he's still in second place, everybody's going to be trying to get to second place, and it's hard to attack somebody who's not there, which is why I think Trump won't be there. Being a gun owner comes with both privileges and responsibilities. You know the thrill of learning to master your firearm and keeping yourself trained so your visits to the gun range are exhilarating. And that's where the responsibilities come in. Training is important. Keep your skills sharp. That's also important. Getting to the range can be a little harder than it sounds, particularly if life is busy. Also, the range near me is booked a lot of the time. So between visits, what can you do? Well, I train at home with a dry fire practice system. The one I use is called Mantis X. This is a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. Simply attaches to your firearm like a weapon light, and you can use it at home or wherever you can train safely. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique. It guides you through drills and courses, which helps you improve. For all those using Mantis X, 94% of them improve within the first half hour or less of usage. 
Get yours today. MantisX.com. That's where you go. M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. The Mantis X system. Improve your shooting accuracy. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. 